Hey everyone, I'm Scott Cunningham, aka Scottsy Business, and today we are here again with Luke Mulks from Brave, where he is the VP of Business Operations. Uh, you might have seen we did an interview in 2019, September of 2019, so quite a while ago now, um, and we just talked a lot about what Brave was doing and how they were uh, going along at the time. A lot has progressed since. Uh, Brave is doing amazing things. We're going to dive into all of that today. Um, and there's some really good stuff for creators in there too that I know you guys will want to check out. So stay tuned. Uh, if you didn't see the first one though, um, can you just give a brief introduction to, about yourself for the people who might have not seen the first one? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yep. I'm glad to be back. And uh, and yeah, so um, I've been at Brave. Uh, I started working with Brave back in um, 2016. Uh, in early 2016, I started consulting with Brave, and they came on full time later that year. I was in advertising. Uh, you know, kind of director of ad products for a company called OEO before that, where we were kind of you know in between the big ad serving stacks uh, and uh, you know some of the biggest media publishers in the business. Um, and kind of really at the the time when programmatic advertising uh, started to take hold. And then prior to that, I was in uh, uh, publishing and uh, and I founded a couple startups before that. Um, and I came to Brave um, because, uh, you know, being in the belly of that beast and kind of seeing where advertising was going um, and, and, and all the data that was going on and being collected, uh, I started having problems with, you know, the methods and, uh, and there wasn't really any solution out there that was any better. And I always was kind of like the weird person in the room that cared a little bit too much about privacy when it wasn't a good for the bottom line. So uh, I saw what Brave uh, and Brennan, Brennan Ike and Brave were doing. Um, and it was the first time where I saw a solution that, uh, you know, could actually not just like block things and, and you know, uh, you know, protect people's privacy, but also that wanted to build business and, and monetize, uh, you know, and create, you know, a good opportunity for creators and um, publishers and people making content to, you know, continue making content um, without having, you know, just an alternative to, to what they have to do now, which is either, you know, subscription model or, you know, uh, getting into the whole advertising space um, where, you know, basically privacy is kind of forfeited as a cost of doing business in, in that area. So Brave was kind of merging those things together and, um, and it started working with them. And then, yeah, we did the bat white paper and we're here now. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And yeah, for anyone who's curious, um, ever since we did our interview a year and a half ago, I've been tracking how much BAT I've been earning from ads um, so people can go and check that out from my, uh, monthly reports. I put that out every month, uh, for how much I've earned. And, uh, the interesting part is holding BAT is what really, uh, did a lot for me because, you know, originally it's like a dollar or $2, but then over time it's gone up so much in value that just holding that it's worth like something like $500 now, um, over the past year and a half of just watching ads. So, uh, pretty impactful, pretty, uh, pretty meaningful for a lot of people to get an extra $500 um, just for watching ads that, you know, that might actually be more relevant to them too, because that's what Brave is all about. So um, can you just give a bit of an introduction to Brave uh, again, for people who might not be uh, super familiar what Brave is doing and what it's all about? 
Yeah, sure. So uh, Brave's a kind of first privacy-focused browser um, that you know we send take Chromium uh, uh, source code. We we harden it. We kill all the calls to Google and kind of then block all third-party ads and tracking anything that would kind of collect your information without consent. Um, and uh, and so we block all of that stuff by default. Um, and and when you have good privacy by default. It gives us that foundation to to put brave rewards in place, which is um, our you know ecosystem with creators and uh, advertisers and users, where users opt into brave ads, which are private ads that are matched locally on your device. So nothing about you leaks from the device uh, as a part of that process, um, and uh, it's matched based off of the browser data that you have locally. So you know just like you have your own browsing history, right? Like, you, but it uses a bunch of different you know. Uh, um, signals with on device to match ads to you and then you earn 70 percent of the revenue um, from the ads that you view so what we're do doing here is kind of creating this model where users have been cut out of uh, the value chain in advertising um, and you look at google and facebook and you know the, all the fang companies right like they all have built these empires off of personal data from people mm -hmm. in advertising. I mean, like 90% of Google's businesses from uh, advertising, right? Like, and, um, and so that's all done, but what has the user gotten from that? They've gotten some software and services, but, but the trade-off though for that is, uh, is extreme and unknown, right? Like people do not realize like how much of their information is being collected all the time. So what Brave does is said, look, there isn't an alternative in the market for this. It's 2021 now, but like back in 2016, it was like, look, the technology's progressed to where, we should be able to serve an ad to somebody, uh, uh, get you know some meaningful information back to the advertiser because the advertiser really just wants to know a few different metrics anyway, and then um, do it all without compromising the user's privacy. But even better, that user's attention is valuable, right? Like the that's what all these companies in advertising are built on is the attention of the user, um, and you know giving the user a share of that should be. It should have been, you know, the case from the beginning, but it was something that was kind of an oversight. And if we can go in and show people that your attention has value, and even if it's in a small way where you're just claiming tokens and you're, something clicks eventually, then that's a win. Then people, the users are being brought into the value uh, chain and the value proposition um, for advertising. And the advertising we have is opt-in. So, you know, we, advertisers also like that, they're getting somebody that actually wants ads as opposed to like the current approach outside of brave where you're shotgunning ads across the universe and you don't know who's real, who's not and, and whether or not they even care. Um, and, and with our model, we're saying, look, here's a cohort of people. They're in the game. They have skin in the game. They're earning rewards from viewing these ads and not from clicking them, but from viewing them. And, uh, and you know, those users have a similar situation to what you just expressed where, uh, you know, I, I'm earning a certain amount every month. Um, and then, you know, as the browser becomes more popular, as the value of that increases, you have this weird, this really neat little effect where people are like, whoa, okay, seemed like a buck or two a month ago, but like, wow, it's like five or six bucks. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and then um, and the other element of this ecosystem is the creator part, right? Like, so we have like over a million content creators and, and that could be everybody from, uh, you know, a, a website a owner to uh, channel uh, creator. So YouTube, uh, GitHub, Twitter, Twitch, Vimeo uh, are all 
um, available for people to verify with our platform. Um, and people can tip creators or we have an auto con uh, auto contribute feature where it just kind of automatically aggregates the, um, the amount of time and attention you spend at each of these creators. And then it pays out a, uh, the amount of bat that you allocate to all those creators every month. So it's kind of like an autopilot system where you can just kind of cruise the web. And then at the end of the month, the creators that you spend the most time with get rewarded, or you can go with this tipping model. So you've got these three elements. You've got, you know, you got advertisers that are, are paying for ad campaigns, um, which use bat, um, to kind of, you know, generate demand for bat. And then you've got users earning bat from viewing ads. And then you have users that earn bat contributing that back to creators or, um, or using them for other means in the ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I've, really, really love the platform, you know, who would have, uh, who would have known that people like getting ads that they want to receive and getting paid for it. Right. <laughs> you know, you think uh, right, we would have right. <laughs> seen that a long time ago. Cause yeah, I really like, uh, also just being able to customize the ads. I think that's like super, super ideal so that I can get, you know, crypto related ads and find things, find new services that might actually be like relevant to me. And, and yeah, like you said, I think it's really powerful when, people are actually receiving ads that they want to receive. And then that's better for the advertisers because they know there's going to be a better, uh, you know, better click through better view rate because people are actually, you know, wanting to see these things rather than uh, having them, you know, invasively like forced upon them. So I think uh, brave solves a lot of different issues in the marketplace. Um, but what would you say that brave sets out to solve? Yeah, I think I think the most fundamental thing here is that Brave's a privacy company, right? Like, um, we've we've been able to draw talent from all walks of life that have been kind of drawn to Brave because one, like, we're, we're out there saying, like, look, you know, this privacy situation is dire in in uh, in as far as the web goes, right? Like, and um, you know, there wasn't a lot back in 2016. We would get laughed out of the room. Like, we go to you know have meetings with publishers or with advertisers and and talk about these things. And then, then, you know, a couple of years later, you've got, you know, like Zuckerberg and, and, and Tim Cook and all these people on stage talking about how privacy is, you know, kind of a fundamental human right and it's super important and all of this. Yeah. And so, you know, while they're doing that, we just happen to be positioned with a solution that can serve ads basically in any country, regardless of the, um, uh, of the regulation. Um, but yeah, it, it all is built on privacy, right? Like, and then uh, I think you look at the privacy element of it. And then the fact that we have our own token, the basic attention token um, that we, uh, you know, generated back in, um, we had a token launch for that back in May of 2017. Um, and, you know, this token is this unit of account, you know, it, it's something you use in the platform. And, and it's also available outside the platform. But we're in a position here where if you're only going to mainstream privacy if it's easy um, and and if there are, are gains here and what we started seeing really early on and, and what stuck true ever since then is, you know, when you protect people's privacy and the amount of requests and scripts and all these resources that load with every page that all are collecting your data, when you kill those things off, um, you get a two to three you know, X increase in page load and load times, right? Like, uh, I mean, not, not increase it. You get you two to three 
two to three times faster, you know, page load mm-hmm. when you do not have all of this junk. Because if you look at like the network request, you know, in Chrome or uh, another browser aside from Brave, um, there are some pages, like some new sites where you go to the page and maybe out of, you know, maybe there's like 140 to 200 requests that are valid to the, and, and associated with the actual content that you're looking at. But then in some cases you'll have two, three, 4,000 events that are firing in the background that you don't even see, mm-hmm. but you feel it when the page load is slow or you hear that fan kick on on the computer, right? Like um, that's the stuff that's taxing you and it's all being used to then feed this Lumascape that, you know, these companies are making billions and billions of dollars on this data that's getting extracted from you, right? So um, what we're able to do with the token is kind of bring an alternative model that where you start with privacy and and then you use a token um, and and you know you really bring that direct to user experience. You give people ownership, you know, of their attention and and you give them a really strong user agent, which has been missing. Um, and uh, those two things together um, can give us this kind of like you know fundamental change that needs to happen in order for privacy to work. Because even now you look at what like like you see there's more pressure uh, uh, with these big companies to do something on privacy and it's a year after uh, you know Google and these other uh, ad tech companies said we would come up with a plan and the plan doesn't even really touch on the privacy element very well it, it, it's they're they're taking their time right like and um, while they're taking their time we're going to market we're getting users right like uh, we're at 25 million uh, monthly active users right now um, and I think it really it's it sends a signal about uh, and, and a statement about how people feel about their privacy um, which you know we we wouldn't have heard that that loud, you know, a few years ago. So I think there's a big shift happening. I think privacy is kind of the, if not the central player in there, um, with with privacy and with you know the benefits of, of the blockchain and and, uh, and you know in our token involved, like you can create a new uh, paradigm uh, shift and and you can have a new model um, that isn't isn't held to all of the red tape and, you know, uh, requirements of the old model, which, you know, was inherently bad for privacy. Um, but it also gives users value. Um, and then it gets users, you know, into the ecosystem. It's a fair deal, right? Like simply put, it's a, it's a fair deal for everybody involved. Um, and, and it's one that lets us have the web with privacy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I found, you know, it solves privacy monetization, um, you know, dealing with ads, so many things, speed. So I think there's kind of something there for everyone. Like, cause there's a lot of people who say, you know what? I don't care about privacy at all. It's like, okay, well, do you want a faster browsing experience and do you want to make money? So there's always kind of something for everyone. And I think that's, uh, that's really important for a lot of people to uh, consider, especially since it's free. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I think the other thing, I, the other thing I'd mentioned too, is just like one of the table stakes uh, things at brave too, is like having a more secure browser too. Yeah. So like not just privacy, but security has always been a focus. Like every feature that we ship or any, you know, code changes that ship in the browser have a security and privacy review process. Like I've never worked at a place where it's been this diligent, but that's the other thing I wanted to, um, to mention too, is that security has been a big part of this as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause that really just goes hand in hand with privacy too. So, um, so, yeah. so yeah, you mentioned that you have 25 million monthly active users. How has, uh, how has Brave grown over the past, like two years or so since we had our last, uh, interview? Yeah, it, we've been, we've been, it's really been a, a sharp rise. I mean, uh, over the past 12 months, we've doubled our, our user growth. Um, and so, you know, we've been 
not we've even you know doubled it from that before then so like it, we're, we're we're in we're, we're seeing this continued growth and, and especially with covid and um what we noticed was you know when a lot of people were working from home more um you might not have that it person over your shoulder right like i and, and you've just got more and more people on the web all the time yeah. and they have a little bit more flexibility around their browser so we just start seeing numbers go up um but um you know it, it's it's been a really cool thing to see i mean uh when we started there was a lot of skepticism and, um, and you know, you've got the creator of JavaScript kind of like on this mission <laughs> to, uh, basically like, you know, fix the web, uh, fix privacy on the web, um, which means like killing a lot of JavaScript <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, also, you know, the change, the shift in privacy, like uh, among the mainstream has been, you know, significant as well. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people before would just, we would get in meetings and people would dismiss like, okay, well, you know, I might care about privacy, but my kids sure as hell don't. They're on social media. Like mm -hmm. they, they are giving all this stuff away. And I said, well, you know, they do care if somebody's in their DMS um, and, and, you know, but the, the, the whole conversation shifted now to where like, it's like, okay, like you've even got ad tech companies thinking, how do we, how do we do this? And, and Apple coming out has been huge for that. But, um, but, but really, I mean, the trade-offs for speed and, and growth and what we've been putting a lot of focus on, you know, initially I would say like a first year or two, right. Like that we were in the game. It was like, prove that you can do these things, like prove that you can serve an ad that is private um, and that you can reward a user in tokens for that ad. Right. Like, and we did that. And, and, you know, now a lot of the focus is on like, okay, like, if you want this to work with a mainstream audience, like we're at 25 million now, like, like how do you get to a hundred million? Right. Like, and, and, and who are you competing with at that level? And what are you, what, what are you competing on? And if you look at the space, it's like we're moving to a world where it's like touchless payments, one click payments, one click commerce, all these things, right. That are, are convenience features. And that's typically the first trade-off with convenience is privacy or security, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and so, um, you know, now that we've got this privacy element done, like, and we've managed to get millions of people using the token, which was like another thing that people were skeptical of, like, um, you know, the next step is like, how can we build in features to use the token in ways or, or to use, you know, the mix of the token and, and, you know, traditional payment rails in, in a way with privacy and also like make it convenient. So like we're looking at all sorts of ways that we can, you know, add products to this and have kind of like this privacy platform. So like, um, I, I don't know if you saw like uh, back about a year ago, or it was March, I think March of last year, uh, in our nightly build, we put in a product called uh, Brave Together. It was a, a proof of concept that we kind of put in. It was a private video conferencing and, and chat service. And, um, you know, we're looking at different solutions that, you know, if you were to come from Google to Brave, right, like, what would you, what are the table stakes things that you'd want to bring over? And what could you easily bring over, you know, if you're making that switch? And a lot of focus has been on that, like, and, and on compatibility. Like, um, if we are breaking a lot of the sites, because our, uh, our, our protect privacy protections are, you know, a little too brute force with things, um, you're not going to get mainstream adoption, you've got to be able to make the web work. So we put a a lot of focus in that as well and you know that that's kind of been the trajectory right like we've grown doubled the growth in the past year um and and you don't do that unless you're kind of addressing some of these issues but they require a lot of work and you know we've been putting a lot of work our, our privacy research teams have been putting a lot of work into like okay what are ways that we can you know use machine learning and, and do other things to like help you know resolve some of these breakage issues and, and other things like that yeah yeah and i know that you guys uh recently were working on um 
uh, what was it? I have it somewhere here. It's uh, Themis, I believe it's called, where yeah, it's to improve yeah. uh, ad uh, confirmations, I believe, if you want to speak a little to that. Sure, yeah. Um, so when we did the bat white paper, we kind of broke it out into three uh, phase, phases, like the, the moon missions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So you kind of had this Mercury phase where it's like, can we get the rocket into space uh, with a person in Gemini and kind of like continue to build on that? And then Apollo where you're, you're going to the moon, right? Like, and, um, and so the, the challenge here, um, especially when we first, you know, launched the token was the regulatory space or the climate was, you know, very uncertain. Um, even when we launched a token in May of 2017, like the SEC and all these regulators had not really come out with strong opinions about uh, cryptocurrency and utility tokens. Um, and then in July, a couple months after they started to make these things, but it wasn't just the SEC, right? Like you're looking, you got to look at the whole world and, um, and the regulatory compliance requirements, right? Like, and, and, the, the difference between us and a lot of other uh, projects in the space that that are starting from zero is like we had a product before we did our token sale and we we have um you know before we launched the bat like we had a using working product that had users on it um a lot of users and for especially for the time and so the challenge has been kind of around like how can you do this with while being you know in compliance with the law because we can't take the same risks that some other companies might take uh, that are new to the space when they're just kind of crossing their fingers and hoping that, you know, the regulators don't eventually crack down. What you want to do is make sure that like you're operating compliance because the stuff that can happen is pretty bad and you don't necessarily want associated with you. Like if people are leveraging the system for ways that they shouldn't be, or wasn't intended to be used. So, um, you know, we've always kind of butted up against a lot of the, the, you know, I, I don't know. If the, I wouldn't call them decentralization puritans, but I would say that you know the most hardcore people on that side of the spectrum in crypto um, uh, have pushed back on us for you know requiring uh, that you go through a custodial partner if you want to take that out of the ecosystem, right? Like, and um, a lot of the reporting we've been doing, like with advertisers, it's it uses a cryptographic protocol, and you know it's backed by Mac, but like it's still kind of coming from uh, a single source. And so what we're doing with Themis is it's kind of that Apollo phase that last iteration right where okay we've been progress how do we progressively decentralize uh, the ecosystem and then um you know make it so that you know we can have verifiable reporting uh that that's on chain um and uh you know also have uh, a system set up where we can turn around and have other people use it outside of brave right like developers etc so um themis has been kind of focused on that and the interesting thing about this is that like while that's been happening DeFi has come out and uh you know when we did our token launch there was no DeFi. like i mean depending on how you define it mm-hmm. but like DeFi has come out and 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 that just kind of was like organically brought into the DeFi space like you could put it in use as collateral and compound or um in and in maker like this is early early stuff um and so people have been finding utility cases for bat even outside of the ones that we've been engineering um in the platform and so Themis is kind of taking us to that next level where, okay, like if we get this, we're like working on getting this to to this, you know, through uh, decentralization, like progressive decentralization, that next iteration of it. But, um, you know, that's kind of fulfilling that promise of the white paper because first we kind of had to hit the low hanging fruit, like the privacy piece was the, probably the hardest. Uh, and then, and then, you know, proving that out and, and getting the growth and then now going into that decentralization base. Cause at the time, 
in 2017, I mean, like there was no way that you could uh, uh, scale the type of volume required for advertising confirmations on chain at the time. And even now, I mean, like now there's solutions out there and we, we actually started this RFC and see like requests for comments and, and submissions from uh, inviting other blockchain projects like to come in and, you know, um, almost like what really like, Reddit did with the Bake Off in, in June over the summer where it's like, look, you got a solution that can scale like let's see it like let's let's talk about it right like and so it's kind of an open call and people are coming in through the community for that effort with our research and horizons team and um yeah that, that's what's up with themis awesome awesome yeah there's a lot going on um you guys also a lot, have man. a lot of <laughs> other stuff going on too so let's talk about uh partnering with if uh ipfs because i know a lot of people in the decentralized space are really excited about that as well yeah, I mean, like, it, it was pretty timely, um, it, as timely as it was kind of, you know, we, we announced it in January, um, right around, you know, the time when, you know, a lot of this uh, deplatforming continues to happen. And you have, yeah. you know, like alternatives, like Parler and others getting pulled from App Store, things like that. Um, and, and, you know, but we've been working with them for quite a while, right? Like, because uh, even even when very early on, we were really excited about what IPFS is doing, you know, and like, being able, like, we can capture the attention piece of the economy, but like if you're still in a situation where you have like kind of these central authorities, whether it's, you know, a technology company or a government that can just kind of turn your content off, that sucks. Like, you know, there needs to be more resiliency for creators uh, and, and for the web uh, to be able to like, you know, make sure that your content is your content and toasted uh, and, and you're the one that makes a decision to take it down. Right. And so um, by integrating IPFS into brave um, and, and we set it up to where it doesn't require you setting up a whole other demon on your machine. Like it's all done through the browser. Um, uh, it, we're working on ways to kind of like show creators, Hey, like, you know, here's this system where you can kind of like, you've got your, your web to, you know, uh, stack set, you know, you know what you're doing there. Um, here are these other areas where you can bring your content to a new audience, whether it's, you know, through advertising or hosting through IPFS, like, and build this kind of web that we originally all were hoping it would be right. Where, you know, users have, you know, agency and control over their content. Um, and, uh, and that content can live for as, you know, ever basically like, and so we're super excited about it. I mean, I think, you know, it's uh, getting the thing integrated is one thing. And then now it's really interesting because there was such a good, uh, um, you know, amount of feedback from the community and from the public at large about, you know, people are getting ideas from people We're we're meeting a lot of, you know, uh, companies that have been working with IPFS and, and we're starting, you know, those types of discussions to talk about integrations and, and kind of like, look and see like, okay, you got the protocol there. Like, um, who's the GoDaddy of the space, right? Like, mm -hmm. how, how can I start to like, you know, set up these new players and, and these new flows? And that's where a lot of the focus is now with this, um, you know, is to kind of take it to that next level. But also like setting it up so that you can host something on IPFS uh, and then still resolve to it, you know, over HTTPS. So like if someone isn't even using IPFS, you can still cover that case. You know, you have a fallback for that. So that's another area where, you know, similar to everything else, like you got to make it work and you got to make the web work. So uh, we've been putting a lot of focus in that. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense where people who might want to explore IPFS, but don't have the technical know-how where brave comes in and kind of bridges that gap so i think that's that's absolutely awesome um 
So Brave runs in a lot of countries. What can people do if they don't have access and or are you still looking to, you know, grow and expand to more places? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, we're pretty much everywhere uh, uh, globally with the browser um, and with with rewards and ads. We're in over 190 countries. I think we might even be up uh, over the 200 mark now. And the only ones where we can't really operate in are, you know, sanctioned countries where we would run into issues with, you know, uh, FinCEN or, or, you know, uh, money laundering issues or or get into trouble on that front. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everywhere else, like, we can run um, and we have ads running. And if you go to brave.com slash transparency, um, we have a transparency report that not only like shows, okay, the uh, amount of tokens that we buy back from campaigns that are spent in USD that we use to reward users. But um, it also has a list of all the countries available for that brave ads are available in, and it has active campaign counts for all those countries and it's updated regularly. So, um, and it also has, you know, creator counts and all that stuff in one place. So brave.com slash transparency, you can get a full list of countries where brave ads are available. Um, and then you can also, you know, track our growth and, and see what we're doing um, and, and kind of participate in the ecosystem that way. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's really great that you guys include that and uh, kind of be a, a role model in the space for other companies and, and entities to try to do something similar. I think, uh, I think that's awesome. Um, you guys also recently launched the tap network. Uh, I thought that was a really, really cool uh, little like, marketplace do you want to explain what that is yeah sure so um that was one we uh, announced in 2019 um and then we launched it uh, last year and basically like one of the things we're spending a lot of time on now is looking at like okay we've we've got methods in there for people to reward content creators um people are earning bad like some people have earned quite a bit of bad you know uh how can they put that bat to use elsewhere right like and so tab was the first kind of uh, um venture into that space where you are in earning bat you can use that bat um if you're if you verify your wallet with uphold because we still have the operating compliance right like um you can you can take that bat you've earned and you can also uh go to tap and spend it on a gift card for Amazon or uh, they have sweeps entries where you can uh, basically like tip a bat to uh, enter a sweepstakes to win a signed guitar from Rihanna or, or uh, uh, I think we were doing ledgers one time we were also doing you know other, other every month we're doing you know two to three of these sweepstakes promotions so it doesn't cost much to get in it's like one bat I think to enter and then um, you know you can win a prize from that which can be pretty good it can be like a hundred dollar gift card one time or you know memorabilia another time yada yada, yada. but the idea here is that like you're earning bat. What we want to start to do is show you ways that you can utilize that in the ecosystem um, aside from rewarding creators, which will always be a focus, but, um, but also giving people more options. And, and I think, you know, we have that integration with tap was kind of our first step into that. Um, we're also working on a SKU product where uh, you don't have to fully verify or, or you, you fully verify, but like it, it available, it opens us up for merchants, right? So mm. you can actually have like anything you have a SKU for, like you add this library and it can map that SKU and and you can you know transact with that on that um and so you could kind of see this like evolving into the thing where like oh well 
you know, I'm going to go make a purchase somewhere. Like, um, you know, I've also got this bat sitting here. Why don't I put that as towards that purchase? Right. And then it's almost like a quasi discount that you can have uh, through, through the platform. So we're looking at ways that we can do that type of thing, get bat into more hands, get bat transacting. Um, We, uh, we have our uh, brave swag store, which we uh, worked with origin. Um, They have like this D shop uh, platform uh, where they're kind of trying to disrupt Shopify, right? Like Mm -hmm. with crypto. And so uh, last September, they added an option to pay with that. So you use, it's a web three payment option, right? So you're using kind of like a crypto wallet or a MetaMask to to use that transaction. But um, we've been also working with them on that side of it. So we're trying to kind of like cover both of these sides of the spectrum. You've got this rewards flow that's mainstream friendly that you don't need to know about crypto to use. And then we've got, you know, ways that we're kind of integrating additional options for BAT outside like in Web3 um, and and then, you know, trying to work on converging those things to meet in the middle um, it is the ultimate goal uh, and, and bringing a lot of utility there. Like it's still early and there's a ton of opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, <clears throat> speaking of ways to use BAT, uh, you guys are coming out with a brave decentralized exchange. What should we be expecting for that? Yeah, so that is a great question. Like we we just dropped our bat ver- roadmap version two yeah. yesterday. Um, the is like decentralized exchange aggregator. So like, w- let me kind of uh, unpack it. Uh, there's there's three main pieces to this, right? Sure. Like one is um, taking a unified wallet in Brave. So if you look at our desktop product right now, we've got Brave Rewards wallet, you've got a crypto wallet, which we uh, forked from MetaMask into Brave. And then you've got, um, you know, your traditional Chromium uh, payment method edition. So you can add your credit cards and Chrome will remember it and all of that. There are three isolated wallets in a single product that um, don't really work with each other. Uh, they don't they don't work together. What we're trying to do is kind of unify them into a single wallet that's easy to use. So, and it gives you additional options. This is where the, the, the DEX aggregator comes in, right? Like is we can give people options to, fiat into crypto like uh through existing rails that we have or, or custodial partners but also give people options to swap in uh bat swap their other crypto for bat right or um you know a situation where okay i've been accumulating bat um gas fees are a major problem right now right and uh well imagine there's a decentralized exchange in bat where you can make swaps and get a discount on the gas if you use bat uh, mm. you know kind of like bnb does right like yeah. uh where okay i can use this bat to pay down some of that transaction fee or get a better price on something um and uh and so being able to swap those things in um and and like i was saying earlier with our with our uh we with our brave together video product and then also we released a vpn product um we want to make it so that you can use bat to purchase those products right like uh, uh you know monthly subscriptions to those things or annual subscriptions um pay with bat right like and so if we have a decentralized aggregator we can actually not only get the best price on a swap but you could actually swap something in and then use that uh swap it for bat and then use that bat to pay for some of these services um that you would typically either have to pay with fiat in or hope that you accumulate enough bat to um to pay for you know a, a monthly subscription on we can actually you know swap you in to do that but Ultimately, also, I think like, you know, DeFi is it's massively powerful. Like, like, I think like the thing that the closest thing I can think of, and this is probably a horrible example, but like, if you look at what happened with like World War One with like, you know, they added like machine guns to the front lines, right? Like, and it was highly effective if you knew how to use it. Um, and you you had the right equipment. Um, but if you didn't, it was or, or you were on the wrong side, of it, it was like horrible, right? Like, um, the problem now is like, 
I mean, the potential there with DeFi, like when you look at what, what, how it could, you know, disrupt banking and, and, and disintermediate um, and give people more control and more power and more utility, like it's something that would do very well among the masses, but there, while there have been usability improvements in the space, it's not there yet. Like where you could put anybody in front of it and, and have them transacting. And so one of the things we've been able to do well um, with rewards and, and with getting people to utilize bat has been to kind of think about things outside of the box and like try to run, a, create a flow that everyday users could go through. Um, but, you know, having a, having a decentralized exchange can open up a whole different array of opportunities opportunities for us to like explore layer two solutions to, you know, let people who maybe only have one or five bucks in bat, uh, start playing and experimenting and learning with DeFi, um, you know, and, and a whole other array of options, right? Like, uh, it really like, it's going to kind of like, we'll have this wallet is kind of like the first entry point. And then having this aggregator alongside of it just opens up this whole new world to a bigger audience than what is currently exposed to. And, and then what we can do in between is try and figure out like, okay, what are the best routes? How, how can we learn from what others are doing, integrate what others are doing or, or come up with ways ourselves that uh, can make this easy uh, for, for people to use um, and make it easy for, for everybody to use if they want to use it. Um, and so I, I think that when you look at a platform that's grown to 25 million people, um, having the keys to unlock that world to even 5% of those people, it's a shift that, that could just, you know, be huge for improving the lives of those people, but also for the space, like getting more and more adoption. Um, and so that's kind of where we see ourselves entering into this space, like uh, as, you know, there are major problems out there with these things and you're starting to see things too, like, like Binance smart chain and other, other solutions that are really going after this. Um, and if we can do it with our ethos and, you know, kind of the brave Kool-Aid behind it, right. Like where, you know, uh, integrity and all of the, you know, looking out for the user's interest, all of that into this kind of a space where, you know, to be honest, I mean, you know, the small fraction of people that are in your DeFi, like there's a lot of, sketchy stuff going on like yeah. uh, and people kind of getting taken advantage of right like and and in some ways that's necessary right to uh prove out the technology and to show people what's possible but if you are hoping for mainstream adoption like it's got to get easier it's got to be simpler and you, you know and i think that you know in my opinion and the the value that is unlocked from that. Like, I mean, it, it's huge. Like, and, and I see your posts, right? Like you're, you're going through this, you're, you're seeing what you can earn with crypto. Like you're seeing how it's kind of changing your life. And I mean, it's just like, if we can open this up and we've got millions of users behind us, it, it not only opens us up to uh, the protocols that are, are being worked on um, by the teams, but we have a, an advertising platform that has like the biggest agencies and brands buying into it. Um, you know, the opportunities to kind of like build businesses around this are huge and, and they're very untapped and, you know, they're waiting for somebody to come in and break the ice and, show them a way to do it. And we've done that with creators. Like we've got over a million of them doing it. We have, you know, Vice, the Wall Street Journal, like or Dow Jones, like a, a bunch of major publications. You know, we've made a flow that they can get on board with. Um, you know, let's look at how we can do that with DeFi. Let's look at how we can do that with uh, with crypto in, in a major way. Um, and then also just make a better product. Like, I mean, like if I, I don't remember, I know for you about you, but like, I remember when like, 
I had a savings account that actually like, you know, rewarded me for saving stuff in it. Yeah. Like, and yeah. DeFi is the closest thing to that now. Like, and, and everyone's like, Oh, like it's not like double digit gains or whatever, but like, you know what? Like I just want people to remember what it's like to have a savings account. And if you can do that with DeFi, like that's, that's a huge win. Like, and then you're seeing Gemini you're seeing, other companies coming out with like, you know, they have this like genius cards, like 3% crypto back on, on cash purchases with the card, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, stuff like that is what's going to like really accelerate growth. You know, if you can tie things to where people are passively earning crypto, like viewing ads or, you know, paying for things or whatever, like that's the stuff that can really kind of accelerate adoption. And so like Brave has been really good at doing that up to this point in, uh, you know, in just getting people aware to these fundamental concepts. It's like, let's take it to the next level with the, with the decks, like with, with the Dex aggregator, with the wallets, let's just make this something where first really private solution to the Google space and, and to the busted internet as we know it. Like let's, let's build that kind of super app platform that we can get everybody onto that wants it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you see the, the future of, of brave and BAT? Is it kind of going to be like this all encompassing replacement for a lot of different features in crypto and in legacy platforms like clearly you guys are building out a lot of different things uh for crypto users will we ever see something kind of replacing the standard like google suite of applications like will there ever be a brave mail or or something along those lines like what is what does the future hold for brave yeah, I mean, I think that like, you know, the whole, it's been a proving ground up to this point, right? And I think that, you know, there's a real appetite for having solutions out there that aren't just like kind of hand-waving privacy, but are actually truly private, mm. where if you have a researcher that has Wireshark or some, you know, network analysis uh, rig, basically pulling all the calls that they're actually looking, it actually looks like a private product, right? Like, and that's a, that's a phase we're in now where you've got like uh, the Googles and, and the fang companies of the world, everybody who is talking about privacy, but really, you know, a lot of these companies are so invested in the old ecosystem that the game kind of becomes, how do I change the definition of privacy or, you know, how do we dilute privacy to make it private enough? Um, and, and the thing we've been, you know, very, very consistent with from 2016 to now is, you know, privacy is privacy and, you know, we are not going to cut corners. If anything, we've gotten more private with how we've, uh, approached things than less. And so, you know, the next natural phase, like to get more mainstream adoption, you've got to be able to like bridge that gap between, okay, well, Brave's a great browser, but, you know, I still do all these other things over here. Um, And so, yeah, like, I think, like, we're exploring what the best options are to to kind of continue to build on this, right? And I think you're seeing a bit of it with VPN that we brought out. That's like, that was our first, you know, product that you could pay for it's on ios and 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 take the protection that you get with brave and extend it across all the apps on your device Mm -hmm. um and so we're working on that for other platforms but i think you know video conferencing like there are just key things where they go together well um a browser is a great starting point um but yeah and and whether it's us 
directly building these things or partnering with, you know, companies that are aligned and that are following through on their privacy promises, like, um, you know, that's, that's also in the cards, like, and, and that's something I would, I would definitely like kind of stay tuned in on with us, because I think, you know, a lot of the time, uh, the past couple of years have been like, okay, trying out a lot of different things to seeing what kind of hits and what doesn't and what's possible. Um, and I think what you'll start to see now over the next six to 12 months is like, okay, really kind of focusing in on, you know, like, like with the roadmap, three core things that we could do with that, that would really, you know, accelerate growth and, and bring more utility and, you know, and really just kind of scale crypto. And then also like, you know, uh, with the browser, like, what other pieces like we we really sync uh, upgrades this last year was huge like it was one of the biggest things we had complaints from from users was like i really want to be using brave but i either my websites i go to are broken or I can't sync it across my devices. And we had a first version of sync that was, it did the job for a lot of people, but what we really needed to do to stay competitive was give you a closer sync to what you're getting with Chrome or the competitors, right? Like, and so that end of it is uh, being built in on the browser. So like payments is another area where it's like, okay, like I'm earning that. How can I use it elsewhere? How can I use, uh, one of the coolest things that I see, like, and, and I got to do this myself with, with the tap integration, like over Christmas was like, taking that bet I've earned, putting it into a gift card at Amazon and buying a Christmas gift with it. Mm -hmm. Or we've had people that have, um, like there was an uphold card that was out where people were like taking pictures of their receipt that they used to buy gas with that. So your, your, your attention in the browser is literally paying for your gas. I think that's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think, you know, on the payment space, like there's a whole slew of things we can do there. So yeah, I, I, to answer the question, like we're looking into how, what the best pieces are, uh, the best like kind of Lego blocks are to build out those, you know, like productivity, like life types of apps to build into the ecosystem. Um, and, and I would stay tuned uh, this year to see what we come up with on that front. Awesome. Awesome. That's going to be exciting. Um, yeah. And then another really big thing that I've been getting a lot of questions about lately is the uh, creator ad program. So I got the chance to work with Brave in a beta capacity where uh, I had two ads that showed up on the Brave browser that linked to my library channel and my YouTube channel. Um, amazing, amazing success. I'm, you know, completely thrilled, very, very thankful to be involved. It basically took me from 3,000 subscribers on YouTube to close to 5,000 now in... I think it's been like a, something like a week. So, um, yeah, yeah just awesome. absolutely amazing, extremely overwhelmed with the results. Um, but more importantly, I've gotten a lot of people inquiring about this and they're interested and they want to know what is this all about? And, uh, you know, who else better to explain it than yourself? Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. And first off, like, thank you for participating. Like, we started running this kind of pilot, and we we pulled a, a small handful of creators that, um, you know, were were crypto savvy that you know that we enjoyed watching their content, you know, and and uh, and and to to pilot this with us. And uh, you know, going into it, we had some assumptions that this would do well. I mean, I think the consistent thing we're seeing is, is similar to what you've described, right? Like, um, we're able to kind of leverage the ad platform. Uh, to help drive people to content discovery and like learn about, you know, creators. And for creators, it's like a great way to show a lot of people that want advertising, 
what you're up to. And and our audience is like very crypto savvy, but you know, it's also a lot of people that are kind of lead users, early adopters, and people that are into tech but might not be into crypto. And I mean, like we've seen on the advertising side of things, like um, some of our biggest customers are crypto companies because what they're starting to see is like we can actually build an entire audience and a marketing plan around Brave and deliver to a set of users that we typically would either not be able to advertise to or not be able to, you know, um, uh, we get kind of lost in the noise. And so with creators, I think, you know, we have this network of like over a million creators that have signed up to accept that. Um, we have this ad platform that, you know, we've seen really great results with, um, you know, the problems that are facing creators are no smaller now than they were two to three years ago. Mm -hmm. If anything, they're bigger, right? Like, I mean, like you're seeing it, the people are getting deplatformed. people still, it's still a black box as to what monetizes the best. And you're still kind of at the mercy of, you know, these gatekeepers and, uh, and they have higher and higher bars on requirements. Like, like YouTube is starting to really look like kind of like, I don't know, premium cable. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's weird. Uh, and, and so like if you're a new creator and you want to get more people viewing your content so you can monetize it even outside of Brave, like that's part of what's driving this is like, how can we deliver value to big creators that want to expand their audience? mid creators that are that have an audience that are lo always looking for new uh, eyes on their on their content and want to grow it in a new space and then on on the, the startup side of it like you need to hit so many views on youtube right like um i can't think of a better way to kind of like pick an audience that you know is into isn't looking away from ads or, or blocking them you know the ads that you run with brave are, are going to people that want to see them mm -hmm. um and so you know it, it's just another way that we can kind of offer value to creators and and help them grow because this wasn't the a scenario we could have done two to two years ago like we've got we're at the point now where we've got such a large audience that um even the people that are just opting into ads it's large enough to where you can grow a following from that or you can you know uh really kind of monetize off of that and so um so what we've been doing with this pilot is like just kind of testing different things out and like testing out you know which what's most effective and 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 how can we kind of, you know, package up the results in a way that kind of tells the message really clearly and shows what we've done here. And like, we're not paying anybody like that that's doing this. Like, it's all like, Hey, we're, it's all in the kind of spirit of, of testing something new out. And so like, you know, there's, we're not, it's a really great way to kind of like one, figure out what works and what doesn't, and then, and bring that to market. But then two, like, give creators a path where it, maybe they've been earning that. Like we had a referral program that we sunsetted, but like we saw a lot of creators make a lot of bat from that. Right. Like, and if creators may not have enough cash to go spend on Google, um, why go spend it there when you can spend it with us with bat, and you can also like get a highly engaged audience that's going to come and check out your stuff and most likely be aligned with what you're putting out there because, you know, our audience is very heavily like 18 to like 38 year old, you know, tech enthusiasts, right? Like, and so if you have a tech podcast or anything that those types of people would be into, it's a great place to do that. So, um, you know, our, our website, we have a, an advertiser section. Um, there's a minimum on that. I think the other thing that we've been looking at um, or we've been working on and we've been testing out is uh, a self-serve platform for Brave Ads because right now 
we have these, it was like, I think it's like, you know, between $2,500 to $10,000, depending on what the ad type is, uh, a minimum buy-in to, to serve the ads um, on our platform. Um, and it's done kind of through managed service um, with our operations and account management teams. Um, what we're trying to do is bring an experience more like what you get with Google ads or Facebook ads, where anybody can come in and, uh, and, and kind of self-serve your own campaign um, and, and get it out there and, and really kind of experiment and test. So in parallel with this pilot program that we've been doing uh, with you and others, um, we are also working on getting this self-serve platform out and we have partners that have been testing that for months and giving us valuable feedback. And so we're working on kind of like this regional rollout strategy for that. And, uh, and you know, creators seem like a really cool fit to pilot this with. So that's kind of where we're leaning. We haven't officially, you know, come out with anything on that, but um, part of what we're trying to do is see like, like, are the results there? And, uh, and, and as you said, I mean, like, we're seeing consistently what you said, where the results are there. So um, I would stay tuned for that. Um, if you want more information on on advertising on Brave, I just go to brave.com um, and, and go to the advertiser section. And if you end up, you know, following through and, and getting in touch with the team, just let them know you heard it here. And, uh, and, you know, we can we can get you involved. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, I mean, I also, I'm a, a social media marketer by trade in, as like, you know, my day job. And uh, I run campaigns all the time for big businesses, small businesses. And uh, yeah, this, uh, this campaign is an amazing, amazing, uh, you know, click through rate. All, all the metrics are just by far better than anything I've seen with Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, pretty much anything. Um, so absolutely uh highly highly recommend and uh I, yeah i can't recommend it enough it's it's amazing um so yeah that is uh, pretty much everything uh that i have here actually i do have one more question where do you feel that brave fits in with existing uh and or similar projects whether it's uh crypto browsers or you know comparing to chrome or you know an alternative like dissenter uh where do you feel brave fits in that uh that that mix yeah that's a great question i mean i think you know we're we're we see ourselves kind of, you know, as as the first really mainstream addressable privacy product with native crypto enabled, like at different levels, right? Yeah. Like, and uh, it's really cool seeing Decenter. Like, I, I think that you know, like, are we talking about were we talking about Decenter, like Decenter, like Gab, or or Decenter, like the, uh, the yeah, the Decenter, like uh, like Gab's browser, yeah. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. So there's that side of it, which I think like. Uh, uh, like kind of the the dissenter side of it, like uh, it, it kind of stuff like we're doing with IPFS, right? Like um, where it, it's making a more resilient network for uh, hosting content and even doing things like you know minting NFTs and stuff like that, like do it yourself types of things yeah. like that. Um, addressing that side of the market with that. Um, on on the other end of it, though, uh, you know, we're seeing we're starting now to see some more projects that are kind of going toward content creators in crypto, like there, there's always been like coil and others, but like, um, you know, we've just been really disciplined with like focused on getting working product out early. And so I think it's cool to see them like on the advertising side, I've still, I'm still blown away that we haven't seen another company doing something really close to what we're doing yet. Um, I, I thought for sure we would have seen it by now, but like um, we saw companies, trying to do it with tokens back in 2017 that most of them are, are gone now, but like, um, you know, it, it's, I think 
it's not easy to do these things. And so if other companies are out there doing them um, and there's a place for them in the great thing about what we're doing at Brave is that, you know, any extension that you have in Chrome can work in Brave. And so I think the cool thing about what we're doing here is that, you know, if we can get the fundamentals right, like we are creating a platform for development of these new protocols for integration of them. And, and what the really cool thing is, is if we can start to see developers build extensions for things and see those extensions take off and see a good fit with those extensions and brave like we have the ability to kind of natively integrate these things and so i think that you know it's still really early but we've been able to grow so much that we can actually become a cool play and i'm talking to developers all the time and and especially like in blockchain gaming and some of these other areas where like um we'll have these discussions with them and they're like yeah and i'll say i always caveat it with like oh you know, yeah, you know, by the way, if you're in Brave, like there might be, you know, if you run into any bugs or compatibility issues, let us know. And more and more and more often we're hearing them come back and say, no, 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 we developed this in Brave. Like we started in Brave. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's awesome. Like I really, I love hearing that stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. like, it's, it's such a cool, a cool thing to go from like, I mean, when I, when I started working in the company, it was like, maybe 12 people. And then it was a small WeWork and we were just hoping we could like get something that could prove these things out out there. And now to hear that like advertisers are building marketing strategies around it. We're helping creators to get, you know, new audiences with this. Like developers are developing with it. Like it just kind of shows the progression. Like it's not big bang stuff at Brave, right? We're open source. We, we it's iterative rolling thunder, right? And that's, that's, that's how you build important things like um and and that's what we're going to continue doing so i'm really excited to see where we go with this i hope you have me on again like to give another update you know another hopefully less than two years from now but we'll, we'll figure out you know yeah a sooner time but yeah. you know like I, I i'm excited to see we're still just scratching the surface with this stuff like um and, and it's been quite a cool ride so uh stay tuned to brave.com and uh and uh yeah like we're all on twitter i'm just luke mulks on twitter and a lot of the teams on there too and one of the things we love doing is engaging with people directly and and so if you have feedback or want to get in touch i'm on twitter you hit me up and uh happy to engage awesome awesome all right well thank you so much for this interview um everyone make sure to go and uh if you for some reason don't already have brave obviously go and get it and then uh follow luke and brave and basic attention token on uh twitter and anywhere else that you can find them obviously all of their stuff is on uh, brave.com for you to check out as well um and again just thank you so much for being on the show hey thanks for having me on i appreciate it awesome all right cheers